Welcome to RSF, the revolutionary sports front, your dirty, nasty, and controversial sports talk podcast for all things Detroit sports and sports worldwide. Here are your hosts, Tony, Joey, Frank, and Gerard, four lifelong friends born and raised in South Detroit. Five, four, Episode 27 of the Revolutionary Sports Front. We're going to dive right into it today. Um, It's going to be football heavy today, guys, not going to lie. Pretty disastrous weekend of football, if, if you're from this part of town at least. The Lions played the Bears. We all thought that was a sure thing. Yeah, right. Uh, Michigan State, we thought that, you know, despite their discrepancies, we thought that was a sure thing. And that Michigan um, and Wisconsin was a big, big question of uh, of last week. Wasn't impressive. They got it done, but a lot to talk about. Um, we got some college football. We got pro football. We're going to start with the pros. We're going to start with the Lions because you can't get around it. They went up against a team in the Bears, and we all had our questions about the Lions. But they played a Bears team, which... Flat out sucks, and they lost, and there's a lot to talk about. There's a guy in this show, and his name is Joe, and I'm joined by the Preston Brothers, as always. We're all four here. Um, He's got a hot take on the Lions, and I'm going to let him give it. I happen to disagree somewhat with it, but he's going to give it, and we're all going to go around. We're going to start with the Lions. we got Packers talk. They were coming off a bye. They're going to be playing the Giants next week, um, who happened to play last night on national TV. Michigan, Michigan State, the Lions, the Packers, college, pro, here we go. Joe, what do you think about that Lions game, and what do you think is going to be the uh, repercussions of of that devastating loss? And when I say devastating, I mean I could use a bunch of different words. That's the only thing I can think of right now. So go ahead, buddy. Frankie, dude, bro. Hey, the, the Lions game, total disaster. Total malfunction. Uh what I think, and this is the, I guess, controversial topic of the day, is Bring that Caldwell needs to be fired ASAP. Ooh. Sooner the better. Bob Quinn needs to go over there and say, hey, man, thanks for serving. Peace. Okay. That, that, I mean, that's it. And I, I have some reasons, too. I mean. Okay. Well, do you want to, I mean, look, I mean, we can go, but I'm with you, and a lot of people agree with you. I, I do not. But if you want to go ahead and give some reasons as to why, Go ahead. If you want me to kind of go back and forth with you first, I'll dance first. But it's up to you, man, because either way, it's going to be a good topic. So if you want to go ahead and give me, t- tell me why, and I'm gonna, I got a lot to say too. So you go ahead, tell me why, and uh, I'll tell you why not. But I think at the end of the uh, the discussion, there's going to be there's going to be some common ground to say the least. So go ahead. I, I just think number one, uh, poor poor management of staff. I mean, you go back to last year. When they fired the offensive coordinator and got Jim Bob Cooter in there, who who kind of saved things for the Cooter. Lions, I think it was a it was a fresh face for him and everything. But uh, man, if they don't do that, they might not win a couple more games uh, last year. And then you, you look at this year, you know, Cooter's Cooter's still on board. Um, they did lose Megatron, but they gained some talent back. And honestly, I think Marvin Jones has been playing very well for them. He's not Megatron, got it, but. There is still a lot of talent on this Lions team, and the defense, while they're being drained. Um, they weren't exactly the issue yesterday against a subpar Chicago team. Uh, really what it comes down to is, you know, one week their offense can't produce and the next week their defense can't really produce. 
and, and you kind of got to wonder, like, where, where are we going here? What, what side of the ball are, are we going to, you know, in, in what game are we going to have production on both sides of the ball? Um, I, man, I, they, in the last, in all my life watching Lions football, the last probably four or five years have been some of the most talented Lions teams I've ever seen. And, you know, we had the, the Schwartz era or Schultz, Schwartz, whatever his name was. Uh, he, he couldn't do nothing with them. We lost some, we lost some, uh, defensive players from Detroit there like Sue and, uh, but, but, you know, then they gained some offensive players to help out Stafford. I think Stafford's actually playing pretty well. Uh, but yet um, among all that, among all those other things, they've only made the playoffs twice and lost in the, in the, in the first round, uh, both times. I just don't think Caldwell, uh, has got it. And I don't think he fits the mold of, you know, say like a Bob Quinn, uh, football team, and I think it's time for him to send him packing. Okay, Joe, thank you for that, first of all. I, I have to say that. And you literally, this is going to be some of the best business we've done in a while, and I'm not kidding in, in, in any way. Um, you just opened up a, a number of avenues about these Detroit Lions, and you're right about most of them, if not all. But let's start with, let's start with the main point, which is Caldwell. If you remember going into the season, uh, Jim Caldwell was under controversy. Okay, we, we had out with the Lions. When I say we, the Lions got up to a terrible start last year. Then they came out. Then they came off hot, and um, and they produced you know a number of wins in a row, and ended up with a, a somewhat quote unquote decent record with with seven and nine. So Caldwell was under the hot seat going in, and if you know. Everyone was calling for the Ford to not run the team anymore. So Martha Ford comes in and says, I, you know, there's a quote. On, it's a famous quote. I love Jim Caldwell, she said. So Caldwell stuck around. He's had success. I mean, some can argue that that has a lot to do with Peyton and Manning. And like I said, there's a million avenues you can go with it. But Caldwell was under the hot seat to begin with. And they, they kept him around. And, and you brought up Quinn. He, no one, he never gave a big take on whether or not he wanted Caldwell to stay, but Martha was is running the show, so Caldwell stayed. So here we are. Um, some games we could we went over this last week. Some games we could have won. Some games we could have lost. Blah blah blah. No matter what, at the end of the day, we lost against the Bears. We have a losing record, and we're coming up against an undefeated Eagles team. Okay, so here we are, and and I disagree with Caldwell getting fired simply because I've had a stance on this show since day one. And since since last season, that I don't I think the Lions are talented enough. And you mentioned the inconsistencies, and you're correct. Whether it's the offense doing good, if you look, I mean, on a side note, the linebacking core isn't even professional right now, and that's why the teams are having so much success offensively against our defense. They're throwing the ball over the middle. And I mean, you can you know, Slay hasn't been num- the best no matter what, but there's only so much a corner can do. They're having success over the middle. The linebacking core isn't even a professional team. You know, it, it's just injuries and injuries, but it's not excuses, and it is. There's so many avenues. But what I'm saying to you, Joe, is I'm not going to give up yet, and I'm not calling for Caldwell's head yet, even though it's rightfully so on your part and a lot of other people. Because at the bottom line, there's three losses, and it, it'd be just like the Lions to go out this weekend against an Eagles team who's due to lose undefeated. No one thought they'd be undefeated. I mean, some might have, but not many, and beat them. And then you're two and three. The Vikings are doing their thing. They lost AP. 
They lost a quarterback. They gave up a lot to go get a quarterback in the first and fourth round pick to get Sam Bradford. And they're out there winning their undefeated. This is a tough division, maybe one of the best in football. And I don't mean to keep going off, but there's a lot going on here. So it's three losses. If they beat the Eagles, I'm not gonna I'm gonna I'm a captain of a ship when it comes to the Lions, and I'm not being a slappy, I'm being real. I just admit we look bad. For the record, people, we suck as of right here, right now. Whether it's offense or defense, like you mentioned, we suck. So, I'm not giving up yet. It's three losses. I will stay by the shield. I will stay by the sword. I'll be the captain of the ship. We're sinking, and we're sinking quick. We're taking water. This is like the Titanic. We're going to be splitting soon. But if we can pull out a win and we can do our thing, it's a long season, and I think it would be a cop-out on my part. I know I'm more invested with the Lions than a lot of people on this show and maybe a lot of our listeners, but I consider myself a diehard and a I try to tread that line between slappy and, and, and professional as much as I can, and it might not come across the way, but I'm just being real with you. I'm not calling for Caldwell's head. I think it's only three losses. If we can just pull out a couple wins. You know, the L.A. Rams, I'm not trying to – you've got to take it one game at a time. It'd be just like the Lions, as I mentioned before, to win this game against the Eagles. And then you play a team like the L.A. Rams, who are 3-1, and one, but come on now. And next thing you know, it's 500 ball. And we'll see how Sam Bradford and his injury-prone self can hold up. We'll see what's going on with the Packers, who are, I can't knock them, and I'm not going to today. They're coming off a bye. We're not going to get any Packers-Lions debacles today. It's not happening. But you never know. You never, ever know. And I'm not going to do it yet. And I'm not a big fan of Caldwell's cliches. I'm not a fan of his press conferences. I watch a lot of press conferences in every sport that we cover on this show. I'm not a fan of him when it comes to that, but I do respect him. And I just have some little bit of faith. I see it. A little bit of faith that they can come together. And uh, I think that there's someone else who agrees with your first initial take on the show about Caldwell getting fired. And his name is Tony Preston. He's to my left, and I'm going to let him talk. And I'm sorry if I went long, but I think that I made some concise points, and I think that I'm being fair. And that's my take, and I want Tony to have his, so I'm going to pass it to the left. All right. So I agree with Joe. I think Caldwell needs to be fired. There's been all this talk about Terrell Austin or Jim Bob Cooter could be head coach in the NFL. Let's try it out then. Clearly, Caldwell as a head coach for the Lions is not working. This team had a good first year under him, but has declined the last two years. Clearly, they're not consistent at all. They're taking a lot of stupid penalties still. Which that was one of the things with Caldwell's. Oh, Caldwell's going to run a tighter ship than Schwartz. There's not going to be all these stupid personal fouls and stuff. We're still seeing it all the time, though. So Caldwell, to me, isn't doing what he was brought in here to do, which is A, fix Matt Stafford. B, get the team uh, some more discipline. And when your two main jobs are not being met, of course, the, I mean, the biggest job is win, and he's not doing that either. So why is he still the coach? Well, Tony, I'm gonna. Fi- he's still the coach because, like Frank said, Martha really does love this man. I don't know if he's dicking her down on the side or what's going on, but well, the players love him. And, uh, Just, the players see this. I have actually. Go yeah. I got some concrete facts. Frank's, you know, he's going down the ship. He's loyal. At least he knows the ship's sinking. He, I was you know, fair though. He, that- he is being fair. At least he knows the ship's sinking, and I don't think they really stand a chance in the next game. And the Rams will probably win, but. Once you get to four losses this early in the season, you're pretty much smoked. But they faced the Bears team, who was giving up roughly 150 yards on the ground. Does anybody know how many yards the Lions got on the ground? Probably like 70. 66. Good guess, Tony. 17 of them came from the quarterback on scrambles, 31 from Riddick, and whatever the last would be, 
20 yards was a mix of people. That's a complete lack of game plan. And if you want to talk about Jim Bob Cooter, like I said week one, the running back thing was cute and it worked. But when people figured it out, where were they going to go without Calvin? And where are they gone? Marvin Jones, like I said last week, he had a big game, but cornerbacks were literally falling down so he could make those catches. He had 5 for 76, not a bad day, no touchdowns. And if you want to talk about players liking their coach, do you guys remember that play where uh, Theo Riddick shrugged a tackle and it was a broken play, and Ebron just standing 10 yards behind yeah, the line of sc- coming, scrimmage, yeah. not playing? In what world does he get to come back in the game? And they benched their best receiver in Golden Tate in the second half. The team is an absolute disaster right now, and they're not going to move forward until the end of this season. Okay. You, I'm glad. See, when I first oh, can I get one more stat? Go ahead, go real ahead, quick. Go ahead. You want what Matt Stafford, the number one pick, was outpassed by by Brian Hoyer, who had I'm gonna fifth get to round that. by the Patriots. A yep. hundred yards. There's a couple points I have to say, and they both allude to what you and just said. And on defense, do you remember the Zach Miller touchdown? How wide open was he, guys? Are you serious? Oh, that was bad. He was that wide was open. He was all right. This whole coaching staff, maybe and, besides Cooter, because of his name, has to go. Okay. <laughs> Jerry, thank Jerry, you. Jerry, keep for once, his name. Look, for once, Gerard, you know what? I'm I got, speaking facts. He's speaking facts, and those were great facts. It's and not for hyperbole. One, for once, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go throwing jabs and, and right hooks at him. I'm not. Look, you may I said this at the very beginning of the show. There's a million avenues with these lions, especially because it's such an interesting topic. Okay, you mentioned the running game. Yeah, a million avenues with other teams Listen, are running. No, okay, Jerry. All right, and I was just gonna say that's funny that you said it because I, you just mentioned the running game. Again, I'm not going to elude from the, from the facts and reality. I'm not delusional, but again, you got a guy with Abdullah who, you know, uh, despite the fumbling discrepancies of last year, we're not going to tell. Abdullah's gone. He's gone there. So you got you lost that. Ebron, you've mentioned that that there's no excuse for that, but you just can't. He's such a key part of the offense, which has problems. You can't just go yanking it from the game. There's a discrepancy with Golden Tate. Um, you know, that's going to have to be waiting because there's, there's still actually stuff pending on that. I don't want to go off the record and start saying things that don't, but there's more to that golden, golden Tate. I almost said golden Did you hear State. what Jim Caldwell said about I that? I did. Yeah. He said that he wanted to get Roberts more involved in the game. So he tried to sell to the fans that his number but, one receiver should, was going to get benched for like number four, maybe number five receiver. And a special teams player. I get and that. And he wants this guy to stay. But that's not what I want. Right, but that's not what I'm getting at, Gerard. Also, I'm saying he already has stayed with the whole Martha comment that I made. He has stayed, so I'm not ready to just cut his head off and start over just yet. And I, I underline and bold point just yet, okay? But what I wanted to get to you, and you brought up Hoyer, and this is the biggest point I wanted to make, and there's a, a bunch of them, but the biggest one I wanted to make is when you watch that game, and despite the Michigan game, which I was a little cloudy for, and you know that, Gerard, we'll talk about that one off the air, but for the Lions versus Bears game, I watched that game start to finish, and if you watched it, and I'm sure you all did because it's your job, there it was a lack, and it's not about offense and defense, and it is to some degree, but there was a complete lack of intensity. And you can, you can allude to the fact they were on the road, which should never be an excuse in my eyes, but there was a lack of intensity. Brian Hoyer, first of all, there was already questions going on weeks prior to Jay Cutler and years prior with Jay Cutler. F. Jay Cutler, okay? Hoyer's coming out there, and he, I mean, anyone who's ever played from pickup flag football to a high-profile state championship, any kind of game you want to allude to, any athlete out there that's ever competed, if you watch Hoyer, he's coming out there looking like a bot. You wouldn't know he was the backup quarterback. You wouldn't know. And let me finish. He wouldn't know he was the backup quarterback. He was out there rallying. And you watch the Lions defense, and I know their linebackers 
They didn't look like pros. They looked like they could play for a college team. Okay? I love Whitehead. He's not ready yet. I love all those guys. I, Van Noy's popping in and out. You can say that the intensity level was just flat out different when it came to the Bears. He was, they ran fast pace offense. The de, the, our defense was brutal. They were out there doing hard. Dude, he looked hardcore out there. And I think that it says something because the Lions, obviously, I don't care what you say about the outcome of the game, the Lions are a more talented team than the Bears. But there's kinks to be worked out, and it comes to coaching. And I can see why you're calling for the head of the coach because that's what you do when there's coaching and schematic problems. You call for the coach's head. I'm not ready just yet. The intensity level there was for the Bears. Stafford was doing his best out there. It wasn't there. Ebron, his boy, you just referenced it. He, you got to know, Riddick. You got to know your teammate. I know Jerry like the back of my hand. I live with him. I know you guys like the back of my hand. I've been growing up with you guys for years. I'm not going to give up on a play and turn my back on someone until I know they're on the ground until that whistle blows. The intensity wasn't there, and that was a huge, tremendous, stupendous, any kind of big term you can use part of the Lions losing that game to the Chicago Bears. I don't care what anyone says. Tony, go ahead. I just wanted to ask you one question, Frank. Go ahead. Because you're saying you're not ready to say fire Colville yet. I'm not. At what point, like, what would you say the record has to be for you to say, yeah, we need to fire Jim Caldwell? Okay, you know what? That's a good question. If you go into Sunday's game and you get bombed and the Eagles are undefeated, you get bombed by the Eagles, then right now I don't think it's even really a fair question. I think it's like red alert. You go in and get bombed by the Eagles, fair question. It's like, okay, Caldwell's on the hot seat. It's like time. And then you go up against the Rams, who are, I think are a phony and a fraud of a 3-1 and one or four, three and one team that they are. You lose that game, you're 1-5. and five. Clean, You know what? Sink the ship. Cut the Titanic in half. I'm out. Take Caldwell. And I would say put – I'm not even going to say what I – I'm not even going to say what I was going to say. Fire Caldwell. 1-5, and five, you fire him. It's over. Like, I agree with Jerry's point. Four losses, it's hard to come by, especially in this division with the with the Vikings doing what they're doing, the Packers doing what they're doing and about to do against the Giants. We'll get to that one later in just a moment, actually. If you lose another one, it's just about over. If you lose to the Rams, I'm with you guys. I will come on this show, and I will take a knee, and I'll get on this microphone and say, I give up. I, You know what? Frank, I like that you bring up the lack of intensity that the Lions had to have saw it. Because that at least lets us blame the coach and not that this team is fundamentally broken and going to take another rebuild to fix it. Because if you look at they put up a shitload of points against the Colts, but everybody this season has. The Jaguars just hung 30 on them in London. Everybody knows it's hard to go across the pond and play out there. And then so you so they put up 15 the next week against the uh and you Titans. can bring up the Packers. So call it garbage they, time. Yep, so then ahead. they put up two. They got down 31-3 to three to the Packers, and then they put up 14. Their offense, which is supposed to be this high-powered offense, the good part, the talented part of their system, because their defense, their defensive line's not that good, especially without Ziggy. Their linebackers blow them besides Slay. Their secondary's questionable. You, a lot team, less like, than the linebacking team, court. And I, I hope that it's the intensity that supports the problem as team for your sake, or you're looking at another maybe 3-13 and 13 season or 4-12. and 12. Because you well, bring up Noah Abdullah, you got Juwan Howard out there, a rookie out of Indiana playing for the Bears. He's a backup. He probably is better than Langford, but he's a backup. And you also bring up Hoyer's intensity. Well, so I wasn't getting into when, that. When he, was yeah. in, when he was in uh, Cleveland before this, and it was a battle between him and whoever else was in Cleveland, Joe Thomas said publicly he wanted Hoyer because he never played with Tom Brady, but he thought he had the same intangibles. Arm strength, vision, that kind of stuff, Hoyer doesn't have. But when it comes to the intangibles you need as a quarterback to win games, Hoyer does have that. And that's why he has a winning record in the league. Stafford does not. And 
That's why. Oh, okay. I'm not saying uh, no. obviously Hoyer's not a better quarterback than Stafford. What I'm saying is that Hoyer does produce have the potential to beat bad teams the same way Cousins does in most state quarterbacks. I know, Jerry. I know, I know, and I want to say this because I'm glad you said it. Okay. The point I was making, I wasn't trying to get into a, a, a dick swinging contest between Stafford and Hoyer because, honest to God, Stafford looked pretty – every game this year, actually. I, I know he threw a couple picks in this game, and that had a big part of the loss. There was a miscommunication. Stafford has looked very, more intense so than than usual, honest to God. But I'm it talking about just – uh, Listen, Jerry, I'm, Jerry, I'm giving a compliment, you know, and you're making it hard for me, and I don't want to do this. I'm, I'm dead serious. What I'm saying is, when you watch that game from the very, off the rip, from the very beginning, something about Cutler being gone and Hoyer being out there throwing, you know, maybe they were dying up simple routes against, I can't stretch enough, the linebacking core of the Lions, the weakness of that linebacking core, and it plays a huge part in their defensive struggle. But Hoyer was out there, and they were head bumped. He was making completions on, on not even first downs. They would gain seven yards, and the receivers are coming up, bumping heads, looking intense. There was a certain level of intensity that the Bears possessed in that particular game, particular moment the Lions did not have. And that's all I was saying about intensity-wise. Not talking injuries about Abdullah. I'm not making excuses. I'm saying that well, I'm Hoyer looked like a damn stud. You made, Hoyer, looked like a stud. Later. Hoyer looked like a damn stud out there. He did. He I did. mean, he had his flaws. He's made some bad throws. I'm not saying he's a stud. What I'm saying is he that, did, that day Hoyer he did. does. It's not like surprising that he has that, that kind of intensity everywhere he's gone. He's. I like your loyalty. You support him anyway, Ken. But I was in no way coming at him. I was. No, in no I, way. I wasn't trying to back. I'm just saying. I wasn't our fans, it, yeah. A lot of fans out there don't really know Hoyer's backstory. Sure, I mean, sure. 16 and 12 as a starter. He had a horrible. I think he threw five picks in the last playoff game. And when he faces good teams, that's going to happen. But when it comes to less talented secondaries and stuff, Hoyer can get it done in the league. And he's a leader of men. He's everywhere he's gone. Can he's you at least acknowledge that? Because you, you just said secondary, but can you acknowledge if you watch the game, Gerard? Uh, you can't get past the linebacking core, man. Yeah, you, Zach Miller was so open. Anybody at this table can't get half past. drunk and high up their ass could have fucking. And there was also, him. if you want to talk about Caldwell, because that's the kind of the main topic of this convo. Joe, jumping anytime you want. I'm just going to make this point. If you get into this, there was a huge controversy because Caldwell's not very friendly with the media. And one of the he's an uh, ass. one of the beat writers, he's an ass. One of the beat writers asked a question. You know, don't you? You know, the, he alluded to the question of the linebacking core and sense Levy and guys like that and Ziggy with you know, the defensive line is going to help the linebacking core. The the questionnaire, the the beat writer alluded to the fact, hey, linebacking core is pretty beat up. Ziggy's gone, which helps that. What do you, you know? What do you think? And he snapped back at the reporter and said. Oh, don't you think we're trying? Don't you think we're trying? But that, I can't stress it at the middle of the field, that linebacking core minus a killer like Ziggy who you invested such a high pick in. It's easy pickings, and I'm not ripping on Hoyer. He's got a great professional record, but he looked intense that day. He came ready, and he took advantage of what he was supposed to take advantage of. I'm sure they were game planned for that all week. You can't get, you can't dance around it. I, but the Bears struggle in it. Oh, and three, you can't. The fact that Lions fan and like I get it, you're going down the ship. I understand what you're seeing. It's too if you fire the coach now, it's a lost season. I get that, and you don't want to give up the season. That's With why three losses. I think deep it's a down, stretch. deep down, I know they were one in the seven last year. You're gonna be in the same boat. Caldwell is. I think he's a bumbling moron. All successes were with Peyton. He got it done. With, with the Ravens. I'll give him that. But Joe Flacco, who has done absolutely nothing since, had the best playoff run I've ever seen. And yeah, if you want to give Caldwell credit for that, you can. But other than that, he's done absolutely nothing good in his career. He has brought the come down of a team, the Colts team, that made the playoffs like 10 years in a row, and then he doesn't You're make right. it. And I got one more thing to say. That's I'm sorry. 
But you just reference it, and that, that's the only reason I have to say it. You reference the um, the one and seven for last year, and with the one and seven for last year, if you remember, and I always I always make fun of you. I always make fun of you for this, Gerard. When you talk about it in college with State, and we're not going to get to that today because I'm not going to do that to you. But with the whole, we lost this, so we can do that. But in the pros, with the 16 games and the, the multiple divisions that go on, with the Lions, last year, if you remember, until that game, which I was at, throw this, whatever you want to throw up. I was there. I was there. And uh, the Lions, when they were 1-7, they went that hot streak. And until that Packers game, when Aaron Rodgers, your boy, who I give all the credit in the world to, threw that bomb and got that touchdown and beat us. And I had to make that walk out of Ford Field in the most depressive state out of a sport event I've ever had. They had a shot. They had a shot. People thought they had a shot because it was real and it was there. And no, they no, almost no. – there, there was a chance no. to make St- the playoffs. Statistically, there was a chance, and Lions fans bought into that. And it, but and realistically, well, I mean, there was no into, chance. And nobody else in the country thought they were going to make it. You know what I mean? Does but that there make was sense? a chance, but it was a lot yeah, less than one. one ch- it was until, a lot less than three losses. Up until Saturday saying. night, the Tigers had – a chance of We're winning the later. But do you get what I mean by I'm dying I, I with get, the ship? I get what you're saying. Because it's only three but losses. I want you to admit the reason why you're dying with the ship is because you think there's a chance they're going to turn it around. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I would never deny that. I'm saying okay, it's only I'm three losses. What I'm saying is that if you look at any Of course you are because that's the facts because they look like they suck and they're probably going to suck. Dude, okay. You're not a Lions when fan. The, when the... When the defense was so good and Tavon Austin was being considered for head coaching jobs and he said the reason why he wasn't getting was because he was black, it's not because he was black. Oh, it's because he wasn't that good. Look, he had Haloti Nagat out there trying to cover routes against the Packers. He's had leaving tight ends wide open. Tavon Austin or I would have preferred Austin to not get Austin at least to, be to fired. I would have preferred to Jim not get Bob his Cooter, name involved. His offense looked great against really crappy teams. What has it done this season? Seriously, against the Bears' defense, they're going 150 yards. They got 66 yards rushing and threw for 200. They can't stop a nosebleed. All right, look, Jim. and I get it was on the road. What no, I'm saying, it, it doesn't matter if it was. This on the is road. a top-down, fundamentally hurt team. Is Jim, what I'm saying. All I'm saying is we were on a good streak. I'm going to pretend that you didn't mention Terrell Austin in the defense because it's a totally different story. Let's keep continuing on. I respect your opinion. We, we're getting heated. It's good. Let's just keep moving with the flow because that, that's a whole other thing, and I don't want to get into it. I, I really don't. I don't think there's anything to get into. I'm just saying that it's you a fundamentally flawed team. You can't compare the, team. the 2015 team with, with Austin, and you, we're not going to do yeah, that. Yeah, that defense was good because they, for they hours, fairly, that's not that, what we that, want. That team was good because they had fairly ensue, and I don't think it was Austin is the point I'm making. There's a whole other story to that. Joe, do you have anything to add before? we go on i don't want to get too far into that because we've like i said there's millions of avenues we've covered most of them the important ones joe lions well, my, lost. My, go ahead my thing is this yeah I, I mean you you know my my point of view um on caldwell and and the biggest reason i said that uh, i mean ultimately at the end of the day is um their their biggest their their two losses uh you know of the of the three were against less than quality teams and so that's why I, I kind of stood so strongly on it. I mean, originally. And okay, so next week they're playing the Eagles. The Eagles, they, they got it. They got it going on right now. They, they're yeah, cranking they beat it up. The shit out of Pittsburgh, and so, and which so, to uh, me looks like a if, Super Bowl bound team if they can get past the Patriots. Yeah, and so the Eagles, you know, if, if they were to win against the Lions, that's almost like expected right now. So I'm not no like if I if I were to say okay, I'm 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 waiting to jump I'm waiting to jump ship right now. I'm not waiting until after that Eagles game, honestly, Frankie. If I if I'm going to jump ship, it's probably after the Redskins game, which is like three weeks away. Um, just because the Rams, the Redskins, I don't think are that great. That's what the, Joe. And I'm glad you, you said lose, that. 
So that that's, the, that's the point he's trying to make. The he's point I was making three and four after that and still have a shot. Because look, they're one and three. Look, you go ahead and somehow it, everyone reference. I don't like this term, but SOL, the same old lines. I'm sure all our listeners know what that means. So it'd be just like us to go out there and beat the Eagles somehow. I mean, every week's a new. You can't just say I'm not sold on the Eagles by any means, and I'm sure everyone else, whatever. But say they win that. I'm not sold in the Rams. They win that, and the Redskins, you're damn right. I have saw them play twice on national TV, I believe now, or at least one of the games was on uh, the 4 o'clock game. But then all of a sudden, there you are. And it could still be that. I'm just given a little bit of hope with a little bit of logic, more slappy than logic, and I'm admitting that. No, it's, it's more yeah, it is more I just said it, logic. so you can't get me on that. No, you're right, but th- it's that logic. kind of slappiness that leads to these problems with the Lions team. So like, then fire them after that. If they lose them all, then whack them. Why whack them should have been fired at 1-7 and seven last year. No coach survives 1-7 and seven besides in this shit town where the fucking owners don't fire anybody. But we just covered that the whole mar- we and we're back. It took 10 years to get Babcock because one title and we're going to hang around for five more years, dicking around the playoffs, and let the Red Wings Jared, do the mess they're in now. Jared, you're kind of doing what I did last week and got criticized for. Well, and I'm just saying, somebody's got to say here. Right now, and well, right now, what you're saying, so what you're saying, here's, here's you're, you're alluding to the fact they're going to beat the Eagles, and then you got them over the Rams, over the Redskins, so then four and three, they're going to lose two of those three games. This is what I got left. Here's, here's my thing right here. I understand. You got to, you got to, you got to understand too. Like I, the Redskins, I do not. I think, I think they're like a terrible football team, man. So I, I expect the Lions to at least compete, if not win that game, based off their talent alone. If the Lions cannot beat the Redskins. I, I would almost expect every Lions fan to be calling for that. The Redskins are too. Well, then, yeah, the call for said. That's why I'm not saying now. I, I'm telling Dude, you right Redskins now. The Redskins will beat the breaks you, off the Bears. As slappy as you want me to call it, as slappy as you want me to call it, I expect. Okay, so what? right now they're one and three. I expect a shocking. I'm telling you guys. I, I can't lie to my listeners. I expect a win against the Eagles. I expect them to beat the Rams. And I expect them to beat the Redskins, and then I'm and you saying you can't. Them to fu- be the Bears, and you expected them to be the Titans. Yeah, Jared, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. They're a last second drive away from you being expect the Michigan. See, I'm not gonna go down the road that you. I got, I got yelled at for for last week. You expected Michigan. I'm not gonna do. Yeah, it. I expected not, Michigan not, State I'm to not, beat I'm Indiana. Not, I'm sorry, I'm and not. I think Michigan State has made changes. Ri- I'm not saying Michigan State should play the way they played man. last Saturday. The rest right. of the season. Okay, all right. At some point, okay. you gotta cut. I just said my prediction. I know at some point, but the Your whole argument, is the, very be- three in a row. No, the very beginning of the argument was, should we cut ties? You just said it. So should we cut ties? I say not now. Tony and Joe did. You're, you seem to I say actually, they do. I say, I think no, they're going to no. win the next three. The fucked thing is I agree with you because if they cut ties now, the season's lost. What they need to do is cut ties last season when they were one and seven. Well, there it is. But what I'm saying is there's a fundamental problem with the Lions organization. And well, no shit. It. No shit. But it's deep. You think so? And everyone makes fun of the you Browns. Firm the Lions get a pass in the national so you're, media. So I get it. That's why on this show I'll represent it and say there has to be some logic, man, because I'm not going to give up just hope. I'm being as logical as I can while at the same time being a Lions homer. And I'm admitting it. But I'm not just going to go into the shed and put a bullet in my brain like what you're saying. I'm not going to do it. So I'm not doing it yet. I'm not doing it yet. That's well, it. I hope you were to go in the I'm shed. I'm not going to go in the shed and whack myself just admit, yet. There's very not little just yet. logic behind your argument. I hope you never do. Okay. But... I'm talking about. I'm speaking metaphorically as a Lions gonna fan. This team's going to down. You know that, right, Frank? Isn't no, gonna... I think the Lions are like, the Eagles. This team, this is like a bad. The Lions and their fans are like a bad marriage where the wife just beats the man down just year after year. And well, eventually hey, if leave. he's throwing shots, at least we're not all related like the Packers fan. Let's talk some college. All right. 
Okay. Can we take a short break, though, well, guys, pan, please? Packers fan base worldwide. No what they do Can we take a short break? Revolutionary no sports for RSF. We're rolling. Can no we... breaks. We're rolling, boys. I need a short break, Joe. Okay. <laughs> He's got to put a bullet in his brain. I'm going oh to the shed. <laughs> no. RSF. RSF. All right. And we're back. We uh, talk Frank down from that ledge there. No, sure. you're, you're never going to hear his voice again. <laughs> Making sure he's not going back out in the show there. God. Frank's still with us, and now we got a little bit of a preview to talk about. Sunday Night Football, we got the right, Giants and of Packers. We gotta do, Frank's got the Eagles this week. Let's get them in real quick. We didn't get to them before the break. Um, give two reasons why the team you think is going to win and pick a team. Joe, you go. I think the Eagles are going to win because they're refound uh, – I don't know, whatever they found. They, they they lost it when Chip Kelly was there, that's for sure. But uh, Carson Wentz, man, that dude's playing out of his mind. I, that, that's my reason alone. Okay. Eagles. Okay, I'm taking the Lions, and I think the Lions at this point, as I alluded to last segment, they're like a wounded animal, and they'll do anything to get themselves out of a corner. Lions. Tony? Uh, I'm going to take the Eagles because uh, I think Carson Wentz is a real deal. And also, Frank's a wounded animal. I think they're just laying there bleeding out. They don't got any fight left in them. Good one. Yeah, you kind of set them up for that. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sold on Carson Wentz yet. Once yet, I need to see more. But after what he did to all the defenses he's seen so far, unless is Ziggy Ansa out? Does, do we know? Probably. He's most likely out. Do you need Alka Salser? Do you, I don't want to see Sal- If Ziggy's back, I got the Lions. If he's not back, I got the Eagles. Straight up. Because I think Ziggy might injure once. Tremendous. Joe. That's all I got. Oh, he already went. Okay, so what's the next All right, one? so bum, 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 bum. Let's get to the varsity, boys. The Green Bay Packers. Oh, my God. Playing on Sunday night. They're going to play the team that just played last Monday night. Since the Packers didn't play, we're going to break down the Monday night game a little bit. Uh, Odell said he's not having fun anymore. Eli's throwing balls with his eyes closed, and the Vikings look like they're fucking a goddamn giant beater right now. What do you guys think about that? Well, they did beat the Giants. Well, yeah. You didn't get the pun? Well, who's first? Whoever wants to go first. All right. Okay. I think Minnesota. Go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. No, no, Joe, okay. you first. I, I think Minnesota's for real on defense. That's for sure. I mean, yeah, man, Zimmerman's oh, man, a they, great defense mind. I, I, don't, I don't even want to really go, you know, talk about Minnesota too much. That, that's kind of like staying the obvious and beating a dead horse before you even start beating the dead horse. Um well, I want to talk about meat. Odell Beckham Jr. O- OBJ is what they're calling him, I guess now. Um, Watch me whip. Yeah, I, I think that dude. Uh, he, he's he's going about it all wrong right now. You know, he's he's running around. He's complaining. He's like, oh, if I if I breathe wrong, they're gonna throw a flag at me. He's like, no, dude. If you fight every corner that stands across from me in the league, that's when they're gonna throw a flag on you. And he doesn't seem to get that. And that's that's a big reason for the Giants' struggles. And that's a big reason why I think uh, the Giants. Um, are, are going to fall apart against the Packers and lose that game. I mean, there, there's my prediction right there. But think about it. All the Packers have to do is put their top corner, which I think right now is Randall, on, on Odell Beckham Jr. and just frustrate the living shit out of him. Okay. Double cover him. Do what you got to do. He's going to fall apart. He's going to start complaining. And then the offense slowly deteriorates for New York from there. And that's all they got to do. Aaron Rodgers and the offense could probably take care of the rest from there. And, and I think that's where we're heading. I mean, the guy is just... He's mentally out of it. He's, he's sick of corners beating the shit out of him, and and he and he, you know he's trying to get in fights every time he gets covered. Man, it's like, like dude, you can't have that attitude. And, and so the poor attitude on his part um, is, is, I think it's it's affecting the team, 
You could see it going to halftime. He had a lineman hollering at him and, and trying to talk him, talk some sense into him. And it ain't working, man. It's 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 bleeding into the team. It's uh it's infectious. And I think uh, I think right now the Giants are on a downward slope. Okay. Well, I think that a lot of people actually would agree with that take, Joe, and it's it, it's a it's a fair one. However, um, I, I watched that whole game. You know, flash the sirens, whatever you got to do. But um. I, I watched that whole game, and you're right. But we know we saw as Lions fans. And I'm never gonna go as far as to compare enough. I'm never gonna go as far as to compare OBJ with a guy like Titus Young. But I'm talking about just mentality wise. Yeah, this, dude, OBJ has got some character flaws, and that is for sure. I mean, he's going at it. Yeah. First of all, he's going at it against the guy on the sideline. He got popped in that exchange, and the he should have got flagged for that. And he almost got kicked out of the game. One more call, kicked out. He's got some problems, but he is a talented individual, and I am not giving up on him yet. Just like I didn't give up on the Lions, I'm not ready to just say, "Okay, oh, he's crazy." So he's a, some of the stuff in the even the game before um, the last night, the last week's game, he had some success despite his antics against against Norman in, in that little rematch that they had. Um, I think he went over, over 100 yards and uh, maybe even double digit catches, but. I'm not ready to give up on him by any means. He's talented. He's got fire. He's got some of the best hands I've ever seen. So as far as that aspect goes, I ain't giving up on that. One yeah, thing, I'm, I'm not saying no, he still no, can't be a great I know receiver. It's just I, right now he's right he's now, fits, right. But I'm talking about the game. Ball. I'm making the prediction about the game that's coming up. And one thing I want to say real quick about Eli Manning is I get it when you're uh, when you're under duress and those guys aren't doing what you want them to do as a quarterback. You don't want to get lit up. But some of those throws, he was spiking into the ground and those screens that were miscommunicated, I felt were a little soft. However, again, I'm not giving up on the Giants. I saw some talent there. I watched the Packers play the Lions. I think it's going to be a very close game. But I do think the Giants rebound. I think OBJ is going to rebound. I think he'll have tremendous success. Um, at his position, I think the Giants in general will have tremendous success, and I think the Giants will win a close game and defeat the Packers, and that is my prediction in that game. Yeah, one thing I was going to say about OBJ is he's like the classic head case receiver who he's going to do amazing things with his talent, but at the same time, he's going to get in fights with kicking nets on the sideline. So, <laughs> good at, Wait, at his, what did Titus Young say? I'm not here to comment about the past. Remember that one? I don't think OBJ should really comment about the past. We're looking at the future, but go ahead. Where he gets in more fights with cornerbacks? Make your pick. I mean, I'm going to take the Packers to win because I think the Packers. Because they're better. <laughs> yeah, because they're better. And also, I don't know if OBJ is going to rebound just yet because there's definitely a lot of media attention on him right now. So I think that with the way he is right now, He's just going to go kind of more into his shell and act out even more. Can I say one thing before you go, Jer? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I agree with what Tony just said, too, but I wanted to mention one more thing, and I think this is just going to – I know – I'm pretty sure I know Gerard's take, but I just want to add this. To, I don't think to, you do. To, to fire you up a little. Maybe I'm I don't, not, but I just want to say this. Real Africans. Oh, well, tremendous. But I want to say this. Um, <laughs> when you look at the Giants, it's not just OBJ. They, I know they, they lost the game. But if you looked at Victor Cruz, who's making a rebound, and if you if you watch any tape, which I have on Shepard, um, they got some receivers, man. And that offensive line had its ups and downs. 
I'm just saying it's not going to be the easy. I mean, you make it sound like we're not talking about the Legion of Boom or the No Fly Zone here going on. I think the Giants have a strong rebound. I think there's some killers at receiver and not just OBJ. Shepard is a boss, and he will continue to be. So go ahead. All right. My football life's going about as well as my love life right now, and that's not very good. So look at this game. If you look at it on paper, the Packers should blow them out there at home Sunday night, coming off a bye. They're going to get some players back from injury, but. Like Frank said, the Giants do have a really good receiving core. And in the past, Eli Manning's torn up the Packers. He did it in the playoffs, and he did it at the Giants last time. Aaron Rodgers, I think he almost threw a pick six in his, that game, which would have been only his second pick six of his career, which is incredible. He's only thrown one. It was like his rookie season, somebody from Tampa Bay. But look, on paper, the Packers should come in and win this game. Rodgers should, but probably 31 to 21, something like that. But Honestly, the Vikings' defense, their offense can come and go, and I think later in the season it will go, and that will ultimately be their downfall. But that defense is for real. Mike Zimmer's been building something. Anthony Barr, Lindeval Joseph, Xavier Rhodes shut down OBJ. And He's yeah, a big, I, strong, I physical corner. I want to say one thing. Four-year pro out of Florida State, and that's just no, that's just not some typical matchup with OBJ. That's a, that's a true matchup. Yeah, the thing is, other receivers have burn roads. He just matches up really well because OBJ's not that strong, and that's what he's talking about. And the Packers don't have a corner that's going to lock him down. We saw what Marvin Jones, who although he's good, is in nowhere near the class of OBJ in terms of speed, quickness, or catching. Thank you for saying that. But, so we see, so OBJ, this has all the makings, in my mind personally, of a complete and total rebound game and an upset where the Packers are favored by six. But, like, Frank's always going to pick the Lions, even though they're probably going to lose. I'm always going to pick the Packers. I got the Packers by a field goal. Mason Crosby laid under the lights. Go- that was a, and Rogers, that's the best take you've had in a long time, Gerard. That's the I, best take honestly, you've had. Honestly, there's a good chance the Giants win this game, and I know I'm seesawing. Horn- you no, but you're not seesawing. That's a good take, and that's a but. A, this being is loyal, the classic real. two and two. It's gonna the Packers might have two and two, and they're gonna have to face more Rodgers questions. Even though he's gonna make the playoffs again, he's gonna make it competitive in the playoffs, and people don't care about that for some reason. All they care about is oh, Carson Wentz is throwing 131 passes without an interception. I think fucking Aaron Rodgers is like 432 without a pick or some shit like that. Get on that level, rookie. I, I wish we had an applaud button. We'll, we'll get that something close. That was a good take, Gerard. That was a good take. I right, applaud you for you. that. That was a good take. What's next? A college football. Bum, 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 bum. Okay. U of M wins. Okay, let me start. State let loses. me start this one off. Notre okay. Dame blows. I'll start this one off. I didn't. Don't. No one bite at my head. I'm not sure we were supposed to go Michigan or Michigan State first. I'm gonna start with the Michigan game. Yeah, it was Michigan. Okay, so correct. Okay. Thank you, Gerard. We love your passion. So. Michigan goes up against, it's a top 10 matchup. They go up against Wisconsin, and we talked about it at length in, in heat um, last show. And there was all these questions. Wisconsin, they beat LSU in that defense, even though their quarterback sucks, and, you know, Les Miles getting canned. And um, they go and they, they beat Michigan State in this, in this big matchup in Wisconsin and Wisconsin. And, of course, Michigan's got everyone, you know, including myself, on the, on the road, in my mind, to undefeated playoff top four in a national championship eventually. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. The game that happened, I predicted, I believe, um, looking at the back at the tape, uh, double digits, I think we were divided on the show. Someone correct me if I'm wrong on, on the predictions. Uh, 3-1. I think Joe's the only one who took Wisconsin. Joe took Wisconsin by three. That's what it was. Okay. So we all had Michigan winning, but no one saw it really being a 14-7 game. And guys, I didn't, like I said, I had to go back and rewatch the the highlights and the thing. I was a little cloudy that day. I had a bit of a sore head in the morning. But um, 
it wasn't what people expected as far as offense and stuff, but it was a 14-7 win. And we, we've kind of touched on, um, on Lewis as a corner for Michigan. But, I mean, we all know nationally. Um, God, why well, well, I'm having a mental fart. you got to give me the guy's name. Jordan Lewis? No. The, Julius Peppers? Peppers. Sorry, I don't know Jabril why. Jabril Peppers? Jabril Peppers. He gets most of the hype, but Lewis at corner made probably – Ten it's times argu- the corner Peppers will ever be. But, well, yeah, we're not going that route. But I'm saying he made one of the most incredible interceptions that we've seen out of a Michigan player since Charles Woodson in the 90s. And uh, it was amazing. They won 14-7. It was a top-10 matchup, high-profile game. Michigan got the win. So as far as my perspective goes, and we're going to go around the room, of course, as we always do, but as far as my things goes, it's business as usual. Um, it wasn't as pretty and as big of a W as, as I thought. I thought it was going to be a little, more, uh, a, little bit more of a, a little bit more of a kill, if you will. I thought they were going to stomp them out a little early, but they won. And, um, you know, they missed some field goals, and that's a whole other thing. We, we'll talk, we don't have nearly enough time, but I want to talk about that maybe in the next upcoming weeks about field goals in college football. But uh, they missed some field goals. It was, a, it was a win by Michigan. They handled business, undefeated. I believe they're still at four, maybe three, whatever, you want, whatever poll you want four. to take, four. And, uh, and there we are. So Michigan won the game. Harbaugh, I shouted it last time. It was a killer instinct kind of game, and a lot of playmakers, they, they, the special teams – for Michigan, I, I'm not just saying this. It's the real deal. Special teams means a lot, especially in college football and football in general. It was a great game. They won. Killers everywhere. And Wisconsin proved themselves to be, you know, not just some joke. They, those weren't flukes. Wisconsin played well, too. They, they did some good things. But Michigan was a better team, and they won. So I, that's all I really have to say about it, you know. Tony. Yeah, and I was going to say, you brought up the point that I was about to make, which is, the field goal kicking. They left nine points on the field, basically, mm-hmm. because they missed three field goals. I mean, it's 16. I was so close. <laughs> Go ahead. I thought Jerry was going to say something there. No, oh, I was just saying they made those nine. It would have been the 16 floor is points. Tony's. And the I would have yeah, lost my 17 that I called. Yeah, I was going to say it's like one of those things where, yeah, you add those nine points out of the seven points they win by, that's 16, and you're talking two top 10 teams and one wins by 16 points. That's a great sign for that team. So I, I definitely think Michigan is a better team than I may have originally thought because before we hadn't really seen them tested and then they were definitely tested against Wisconsin. And I know I was texting in the group chat before the game and they were talking about rain during the game. And I'm sitting there thinking it's going to be raining during the game. That means the ball is going to be wet. It can be hard to throw. And we know Wisconsin can stop the run. Well, yeah, we're going to get, I'm gonna, we're going to get to one last point before Jerry and Joe goes, we're going to get to one last point that I want to make about, about that in particular, but go ahead, Gerard. I was just going to say, if anything, I don't want to insult Michigan because they're obviously a really good team. That's all I'm saying. If anything, I would say this game made me think that they're more beatable than they were before that. They're blowing everybody out. And, like, Wisconsin handed to State, but State has proven to not be that good. State's looking at hopefully getting to 8-4 and four this year. I'm going to be honest with that. But Michigan put up 14 points. And, yeah, they have a good defense, but that's not half the defense they're going to face when they face the bigger teams. And I think that's what Michigan fans, like, I don't want to look too far down the road, but they have literally a cakewalk besides having to go to East Lansing, even though they're a far more talented team than Michigan State. That's always going to be a tough one. They have two games that aren't cakewalks left on their schedule, and that's what I think they need to think well, about. Why don't you tell what those games are for the listeners? Michigan State and Ohio State are the two tough games they got left. So you're, so we are we past the Iowa thing? Yeah, they should fucking stomp Iowa. Okay. Iowa just got yeah, beat by Iowa, no yeah, that, Iowa that was more of a preseason right thing. Yeah, okay. This game, honestly, and I don't want to 
compare the two, but this, well, I'm going to, so yes, I do want to, but Iowa and Michigan State last year almost looked just like this game, and then what happened when State had to go face a big boy, they got stomped 38-0, to zero, right? This is, I kind of think, a game like that. Like, Wisconsin's probably going to emerge from the Big Ten West. That's their best team. And you're seven points better than that team. And you have two teams in that division that are, you know whoa, what I mean? Whoa, whoa, yeah. And you're at home, which gives you about seven points on the spread. What I I'm, see what you're what I'm saying. Doing, is you're, I think Michigan you're, treading, you're treading a tough What I'm trying to say is I think Michigan should have beaten them by a lot more. And I think they were selling for field goals. I do think. Well, they got to get a kicker. We should Wisconsin find a way to Wisconsin was missing their best defender and their starting linebacker was out. What I'm saying. I'm just saying they should have beat them by more. And I know they left nine points on the I'm board, just, but they, got, they Jerry, were close on a lot of those misses. For the listeners, we're, we're trying to get this, we're going to get this stuff on Facebook so you can see our reactions live sometimes. I'm actually working on that with our old sponsor, John Walker, my father. So we're going to get that happening. But the only reason I gave you that signal when you said that, Gerard, is because you're, you're, you're walking a line, and I know you're, you're treading it lightly, but like you're talking about a, a 14-7 game that happened but there's championship teams that have come in. Every game's a tough game. Okay, you know, we, there's tough games, and you're talking about injuries too. And we got a guy that just you know, line, we just got a guy that's just got careered pretty. Can much. you admit that you caught lightning in the bottle a little bit on that one drive where you got the touchdown at the end to Darbatron? Yeah, Darbo on that 42 yarder. Can you call him by his real name by Darbatron? But thank Darbatron, yeah, you got caught lightning. To, it was a seven-seven <laughs> struggle, and then you hit that pass play. A big pass on third and eight, or maybe second and eight, and then you hit the next. Well, yeah, play that's with how that the, that's how the game wins. Yeah, yeah it's protect what, yourself what at all is, times, you know, and, and that's how the game goes. I'm, so can, I, I'm I just want to that easy on that drive, like. But Wisconsin, we t- the whole last show. They're starting a five seven safety out there. I get you know Jer, what I mean. Jer, I get what you. happens when they face six three and born to hit. But people can listen to the show from last week, and we all. Besides me, really, I was kind of. I'm more. I'm more. See, I'm the opposite. I'm more ripping on the fa- on myself for discrediting Wisconsin. Y'all were kind of giving Wisconsin a lot of love, and now all of a sudden the tables. You see what I'm saying? The tables are kind of turned a little bit with this now. You, were you gonna, know, one thing Michigan did do really well, and I totally forgot about this till right now. I'm glad you were talking about what we were talking about last week. By the end of the game, they had this Hornybrook kid so scared to throw, and that's one thing State used to do really well, and Alabama does every fucking week when they come out. And it's one great thing Michigan State or Michigan was doing this week. I'm sorry. They fucking hit him so many times at the end of the game when they needed him to throw. He was so scared in the pocket being a redshirt freshman that he couldn't throw. Their defensive coordinator came on the week and said, yeah, and every third and three or longer were blitzing. And Wisconsin couldn't put a game plan in that, for that. You know okay. what I mean? Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly that's, think this game uh, this game kind of lived up to its billing. I mean, I, I mean the close, no. It was a close game. I mean, it was, it was a, it was a seven-point game, and I think it could have gone either way. You know, I made a mistake here or there, and next thing you know, it's uh, maybe it's 14-7 Wisconsin. So I think if anything, it proved Wisconsin, to, in my mind, was, was, was for real. That's what I was and getting at. Top 10 games should be that way. Keep going. I, I, Keep think, going. I, think, it was a, I think it was a head-to-head um, clash of two good, good football teams. And uh, in Michigan, I, I think them being at home helped them a little bit. And I think uh, I think right now their talent level helped them a little bit. Obviously, that secondary on their defense uh, definitely helped them. We, we you know we can we can watch that replay over and over. Um, so I, I think right now, I mean, Michigan just had a, Michigan just had a more talented team, and that's what that's what put them over the hump. But like I said, in, in a game like that, though, I I think it was truly a, a top you know two top ten teams, which we've seen this year multiple times that that, that the teams that were ranked in the top ten. Have not fit the bill, and uh, and they got knocked out pretty pretty bad. So right now we're looking at, you know, Wisconsin obviously has to drop because they lost, but uh, 
I think Wisconsin's still a good football team. That's what I was and, getting uh, at, Joe. The, and and we could we could see a rematch come Big Ten Championship if Michigan pulls off the, the couple a couple of tough road wins. Let me do a quick piggyback and I want and I think Gerard will say one more thing about it because you make a great point because Top 10 matches aren't always what they're cracked out to be. Someone's going to get blown out. And I think this, and I'm Jerry, I want you to put your headphone back. I can hear oh, okay, you can hear me. Because uh, this is also, I don't do this very often, so you can kind of time out whatever time we're at in our show right now. I'm going to give a little bit of props to Michigan State. As much as I poke fun at the Furman game and the Notre Dame game, I give credit to D'Antonio when credit is due. And I do give them props for what they've done in the past. And even though they might be a little less talented and things aren't, what they're going to be this year, obviously, after the Indiana loss. They're not as good as they were, and that's just a brute fact, and I think we've all accepted that. But at the same time, Wisconsin beat LSU, and they beat Michigan State, and that's what we talked about last week. And no matter what the rankings or the talent level, when it comes to playing a football game on a Saturday night in what I metaphorically call a fist fight on a Saturday night, Michigan State will come to play, and they beat Michigan State. They beat LSU minus their quarterback and their psychotic head coach who just got a great gig, which we want to give a plug to at the very end of the show. We're not right now, but you're right. Wisconsin came to play, and I think that they, Michigan um, left a little bit out there. It should have been worse, but um, you know they got the win. But I'm not discrediting Wisconsin. They beat some teams that I think come to play on Saturday nights or Saturday afternoons, whatever you want to say, and that's just me being – Probably the most honest you'll ever hear me being on this show about Michigan State. They, that's a win. They, that's a real win that they had. That's a, not a joke. That's not, that's not Appalachian State. That's Michigan State, a top five killer, a top four last year, who, you know, Alabama, whatever. But a, a, a real team over the last five to ten years. It's a real team they beat. LSU, despite their discrepancies with the, the coaching and their quarterback play, those are real teams Wisconsin beat. And it was a close game, maybe a little closer than it should have been. You say it could have gone either way. I think Michigan was going to win no matter what. I think they're the more talented team, and they, the right thing happened. But either way, it was a good top 10 matchup, and those are hard to come by nowadays unless you're talking about the top four national championship. And even then, the last year with the top four, not to diss Michigan State when I just gave them praise, but it was a top four game, and it was a blowout. So it's good to see some good competition is what I'm saying. Does that make sense? It makes sense if you like defensive battles, and I think that 95% of fans really don't. like everybody Michigan say, has defense and special teams. It was Their sweet. offense ain't amazing. There was three good – that game ended up being 24-21. to That's the kind of game or like – I thought it was going to be 31-14 to if that gets me to 17. But that kind of – 14-7 to is never a good game unless you like defensive battles, and I know Joe kind of does. But you, I, I don't, do. Saying it was like, okay, so that's why you think it's a good game. And it wasn't really that fun of a It's never going to end up on ESPN Classic is what Besides I'm saying. Besides that catch. Besides yeah, that, that catch. Yeah, that was a sick interception. But I, I'll just go around and say look, one time Lewis is a killer. Lewis is a killer. He might be the best corner Lewis in the – Lewis is a killer. Joe, is Lewis a killer? Yeah, he's all right. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. No, I I think when we're sitting here going to the week 12, Wisconsin is going to have three losses personally. I don't see. I don't really think that Wisconsin. If you look at their wins, LSU is a dumpster fire now. I know they won this last week, but most teams do end up with blowouts when they fight their head coach because they play for the new guy really hard. But they lost to Auburn, who's a fucking joke. They lost a. So what does that win for them? Absolutely nothing. Beating them, they beat Georgia Southern by six. They fucking killed State, but State turns out to fucking lose to Indiana, who's probably not even gonna make a bowl this year. So that win honestly really isn't worth anything either. And like, I think fans trying to. Prop up Wisconsin is just to make Michigan's win look better. I think we still, 
there's still questions out there. So even with, I'm saying. so even with me giving your competitiveness, not your talent or your ranking or your your ability to win games, Stay even played, me propping you up a little bit. I think this week can prove that that thirty to six win it means like absolutely. I mean, pretty close to nothing. Okay. Duh. Okay. All right, so I was trying to give a little bit of love to Michigan State, even though the fact that I, not nearly I, as talented. I understand, as they but the only reason I'm giving a little bit of love is to make your team better. So I understand where only, you're going with it. I understand where you're going with it. Is the only reason that you're saying what you're saying is because Michigan well, Wisconsin's won. a good team, and Wisconsin's better than Michigan State. So we should have beat them hundred to five. Yeah, we should. You should have put up more points than fourteen on them. Okay. If you're going to compete Fair at enough. the national level, I think we're going to be sitting here. Compete at the lose. national level. They're at the national level. I'm buddy. saying if they're going to compete for that party, if they're going to compete with the biggest boys in the country. They are. They should put up more points than Wisconsin. It's a top ten match. What are they going to compete with the biggest boys in the country? You can only play your schedule. I ain't going far. They got one big boy left in the schedule. That's the end of the season. That's all they got. That's what I've been saying since week one of this show and the season. Well, then fucking tell me about it after that game. Well, we do a show every week, Gerard. All I'm saying is don't sit here this week and ask, like, last week you were making fun of Michigan or Wisconsin. Like, oh, Wisconsin ain't good. Hornybrook sucks. And now now that you beat them, all of a sudden Wisconsin is the second best team in the country. I bet next week Rutgers is going to be good. And then you got drubbed. What? Fucking 58 nothing by Ohio State? Someone get him his Alka-Salser. Jesus. Put it in your – drink the Kool-Aid. All right. I'm not saying Michigan's not good. I'm just saying. Don't prop Wisconsin up like this. These world beaters. When I'm they, not. They it was beat, a top ten match. They beat three subpar teams. They beat three subpar teams. It's oh all Wisconsin. So every team until Ohio State or Alabama, which I fucking went on a rant about last week. That's it. That's all I'll give you. Do. Even though state talent wise is not, they have to turn a lot around. I don't know if they can fix it in a year. Going East Lansing is always going to be tough. Just like going in Arbor for State, even when they're sick, is always. When it was the I just way. said that about Michigan State. So, and yeah. you trumped me the with 29th, So we got the 29th and the game after Thanksgiving is all we got for Michigan the rest of the season. What I'm, all I'm saying is that Wisconsin's not as good as you guys are making them out to be. You're saying a lot Wisconsin's going to have more losses. You're saying a lot season. more than that, Gerard. I don't know if you realize that you're saying a lot more than that. But I'll, I'll, I'll Michigan totally affirm. deserves the number four ranking in the country. I'm not saying they don't. What I'm saying is they, they fucking <laughs> traveled down to the Cotton Bowl to play Clemson. They ain't coming out on top 14-7. Gerard, that's what I love. There's a tremendous battle between me and Gerard with between IQ, which his is higher, and wit. Just, get no, off listen, your knees and quit blowing Wisconsin. Listen, listen, Gerard's got a tremendously high IQ. My wit level is off the chain. Okay, so it's a very good battle that we have going on, but I appreciate it, and that's why we do the show, and that's why our ratings are so high, so I appreciate that. All right, can, I just say, can I just say one thing real quick? You can say a million things. But make it one. The end, the end of that Tennessee-Georgia game was pretty awesome. Oh, my God. What a fucking bunch of bullshit. I love that Eason <laughs> kid from Georgia. <laughs> oh, we're just giving out Hail Marys now. I'm the whore on Prime, but who wants some? All right, settle down. Have, have you guys ever seen those memes where, like, Tony's everything's gonna send better you a pink slip you, ever, you ever see those memes where everything's better, like, for the Celine Dion song from Titanic? Watch the meme of like the Tennessee play with four seconds left to to um that that Titanic yeah, song. It I, is absolutely hilarious. I want to talk about discipline right now in college football because of that because Tennessee got an extra fifteen yards on the kickoff because the Georgia team got a hail mary with eleven seconds left. You can't keep it in your pantalones for eleven seconds of football. So you oh yeah, run Georgia up. totally blew it. I mean, at the end of the day, too, it's like okay, even if they did allow the the play to happen like that hail mary, like dude, come on. You know it's coming. You know it's going to the end zone. I would have put one rusher. I would have put one guy over the center. Don't you believe I'd in find, God, I'd Joe? My, Don't you pray to the core on Sundays? 
gotta believe in the hand. No, see, back. the thing is, dropping how many people they drop back is still not going to help you. Have to, I think in that situation, you got to rush four. We're not going to break down the essence of the Hail Mary, but I think rushing one, what the fuck good does that? Do you let them sit back there and pick their throw? Well, maybe they were looking for that pass back and forth. A pass back and forth kind of thing? Oh, like the Lions? You know what they were doing? They're on the 40, they have Dobbs, you know, they're throwing up, and their receivers are going to be a better high point in the ball than you, and that's exactly what they did. Hey, guys, it doesn't happen very often we can see something like that, so just appreciate it. Who cares about those teams? We'll see them in the national title. It's fine. Neither dude. one of those teams. Yeah, Actually, exactly. Tennessee's making a run out, but they're going to get fucking bowled over. Hey, we'll Bama. see them if we have to see them. This is a Midwest show, okay? So we'll see them if we have to see them. But until then, thanks for the Sports Center highlight. See you next I'll time. I'll shave an M to my chest if Michigan beats Ohio State. You Space will? Whoa, whoa. What time? We, have, we have that on air. What time was that at? What time was that? Gonna sh- About 59 oh, minutes and is that at 30 one, seconds. At the one hour mark. At the I'll, one hour I'll, mark. I'm just thinking, we're going to make, we're going to do this. Barring a JT Barrett injury, I'll put the fucking U of M M on my chest until it grows back in and Michigan gets past Ohio State in the shoe. That That's secondary in the amazing shoe. video. You want to talk about some killers on the secondary? They got sick. Two, six, three safeties were not there. Just having fun fucking with Trevor Knight. Oh, freaking Heisman runner up. Spade's going to hold his job. Okay, strap. let me say something, Gerard. Now that, no. I, God, now, every, hey, guys, no, guys, guys, no, guys we told. I'm fucking we discussed Big this. Ten Network about who is a better team. Ohio State got 51% of the vote. They made 49 with okay. the Michigan. Okay. They lost 42 to 14 last year. Okay, they Jerry. Cover 20. Guys, we discussed this. We discussed this. Let me talk now. We discussed this off the air. Now that Gerard just did, I didn't think this was going to happen. I didn't think this was going to happen, people. I'm sorry. You no, brought listen, it out of me. No, I didn't think this was going to happen. But look, what we just witnessed live and only on RSF, what we just witnessed was a state fan who just lost to Indiana go off and literally take the teat of Ohio State because his team is no longer a contender. You just heard it. There's no You just heard it. Ohio State for the national title since You just heard it. You just heard it, people. And we ain't deleting it unless you fucking take that water over there and pour it all over the computer system. You just took the teat of Ohio State because your team's out of contention. And I talked, oh, I alluded to it last week. You want to talk about still being alive, Frankie? We're who else, still alive. Who else have I talked to? Who else have I talked to? Who else have I talked about besides the Lions, who we already talked about, and Michigan? I've stuck to my guns. You no, just switched no, over, no, and I alluded no, to it last just, week. Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama. That's all you talked about. You, you're sucking onto the team. You, that's before the Indiana loss. If you were on the Metro Detroit area this weekend, you would have thought Michigan literally won the national championship by beating Wisconsin. I'm thinking, oh, who are we going to hey, play I in the playoffs? I said, oh, I'm done. we see Clemson in January. If we run into this person, if we run into Tennessee, we did. You ain't making we it to did. Tennessee unless it's in to the Tennessee? goddamn. What? You ain't making Where? it to the playoff. Where I hate Tennessee? to break it to you. You literally just said if we see him later down the road, then we're going to see him as in the playoff. If we see him, we see him. We got bigger things to worry about. What I'm are just, you talking about? I, I won. Like I woke up on Sunday morning in a crazy world where all of a sudden maybe a, you a did. Win maybe week, you did. A win in week four is somehow I think greater. You did wake up or on win Sunday in week in five, and you're still there. You're still in that crazy world. What the hell are you talking it's about? Like you win one game in September. They called Tate. They still call Tate Forsey the September Heisman because it was losing on the air. He's losing on the it air. It was in October. All right, he's so, lost his mind. You haven't even made it into the toughest part of the football season. We're undefeated. And they're crowned. Talking about Tate Forsey. We do a show every week. <laughs> this guy's lost his damn mind. Oh Forsey my god! The back this is of a dumpster trailer. You gotta pay you know, for this stuff. Smoking crack. You got to pay for this stuff. What the hell? I just, I can't. Can we just calm it? Just everybody in general. You got to calm it down. I'm just sitting here. 
I listen to Michigan fans talking about how they're going to roll over Bama like they're nothing. Bama's this guy's delusional. Hanging 70 on Kentucky. You could have put up 21 on Wisconsin. This guy's lost his damn mind, people. I don't know what to say. Um, right. We right. have a, a, a physical specimen on this show that went off the grid, okay? All right, um, let's pick the Rutgers-Mission game. Back no, back you can't track. just transition to that. Back on track. It's not transitional. Let's just pick. Whatever. All right. Stop I mean, talking about Michigan. I don't like giving my personal information away in the air, but I do work in a psych ward, and we might see this guy uh, as ah, a patient. Ah. As a patient one day. That's all I'll say. But okay, we'll I go to those. Up. My God, I got Michigan by fifty. <laughs> Hashtag asylum. Let's move on to those picks then. Michigan by fifty. Frank. Jesus Christ. Okay, I'm not going first. I got to calm down after that one. Tony, you d- take over for a minute. Oh, no. You want to hear some more thoughts on No, it? no, we don't. Michigan's going to run for like no. 50 yards, and we have how great their rushing game is Tony, for fucking month. Please? And then we'll face a good rushing team and have 50, Jerry. and we won't hear shit. Jerry, you've lost listeners. Just Can you put the, Tony, can you put some perspective on the show? Michigan will win big. I mean, Rutgers sucks horribly. We only added them so we could get the New York TV market. So, yeah. <laughs> Michigan by a lot. Joe, uh, Michigan by however many they can put up in that amount of time. <laughs> Does this scoreboard have three digits? Is their biggest opponent on Saturday? East Rutherford, New Jersey, or the fuck? All right, we got Michigan State. Sixty minutes on the clock. We got Michigan State in a big old, big old match against BYU. Hey, you guys played BYU last year. I'm just saying. Different BYU team last year. So, Michigan State in a big old battle against BYU for the Pizza Pizza Bowl. What's going on with that? Uh, All right, 0-0 tie over there in Gerard's time. Tony, who are you taking? Uh, Let's see. I'm going to take the Sinners over the Mormons. I'll stay over there. Okay, so State's going to win. It's hard to differentiate the two sometimes. But um, I'll take the Rapists over the Breakers. I'll take (laughs) Michigan State. (laughs) Make that a drop, too. Give me a time. Okay, edit, edit that out. So okay, so right. <laughs> all right. I love how, I love how Frank just calls Sorry for the radio dropped. silence. And sorry for that big. Uh, honestly, honestly, that Taysom Hill guy can fucking play and say it can't stop a nosebleed. So it's gonna be close. <laughs> oh, I got state thirty four to thirty one. Taking BYU to the crib. <laughs> <It's> that- <laughs> I got I got state that one I got state by three, but literally only because I have diploma. With honors from that great institution, the, we'll, 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 we will survive, and we will fucking rebuild. Tony's what's going to be next year? You're making Tony have a long night of editing, so just, just relax and let's. Just, all right, those are the this picks for that. This is editing until tomorrow. <laughs> I didn't get the pick. Uh, no, Joe, you're picking. Who are you taking? Joe, are you oh. taking the Spartans who are like 23, think, or think, the Mormons BYU, who are like 30? I think I think BYU's players have more girlfriends than they than they will get points. So I'm going to go with Michigan State. Uh, I, I so don't they have zero girlfriends. Well, no, they have multiple, right? They're allowed to have more than. Oh one. yeah, they're. Poly- oh yeah, you're allowed, No, no, you're allowed multiple wives, but you don't have premarital sex. Yeah, like players get kicked Shoot, out of like, 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 How does that? How does that work though? It's like okay, well, I mean, well, a lot of these guys wives, probably are married. So... They all are like thirty now. Well, well it's, this have, isn't necessarily like uh, show to break down religion, but you see, in the Mormon faith, polygamy is okay, but premarital sex is highly frowned upon. And I think that black people might still be slaves, according to them. <laughs> well, guys, that's not a joke. That was in the book until like five I'm not, years no, ago. Hey, wait, time about in all seriousness. Well, we know BYU doesn't have any speed. Joe, Joe, if you want an answer to the question, if you want time. 
If you want an answer to the question, I really did take an anthropology course. Hashtag in college. And um, what happens is a lot of family, a lot of different family ties. That course at Clown College? A lot lot of different family ties uh, and stuff like that. And then pretty much it's kind of like an unspoken vibe as to who their multiples are going to be. And then they just marry them. And those girls have a lot of bushes, so. And I mean, wow. and I do mean landscape. Tuesday Bush. And I do mean landscape-wise. Just <laughs> Thank like, you, yeah. Frank. Back on RSF. The, the thing I think is funny, though, about I, BYU, I, like I've been kind of mentioned in this, is that their players are all like 30 because they go on a mission trip when they turn 18, and then they're gone for like four years. Then they come back and go to college. He's not lying. Yeah, it's true. They're, they're, play, they're like basically playing like pro-level ball by the time they get back. So I think, uh, I think MSU... Uh, is going to win this one, uh, not not by a lot, but by a good amount. It's gonna it's gonna be a comfortable win. They'll win by thirteen. Yeah, there you go. Fuck no, they won't. All right. By the way, by the way, I like how Frank's got. calling his own drops. It's like after every line, he's like, "Yeah, Tony, there's a drop." <laughs> I, I like where this, this show. Tony. You know, this was a really bad weekend in sports for me. No Packers win to save my weekend in state loss to Indiana. This show really brought it around for me, guys, so thank you. That was a great show. A lot of smiles on this show. Sorry for losing it. And I think that I'll be proven correct as soon as Thanksgiving weekend's and, over and Ohio State's not. And I'm going to give my final – I'm going to give my final uh, – And if you're wrong, I will be videotaping Frank shaving the Michigan oh, M in your chest. Oh, I let Frank shave my head once. I'll be shaving yeah. my own chest. We'll, we'll let Jerry do it himself because I don't want to go near that, that bush mill. But <laughs> okay. I'll still be like that! No, let me say, guys. Guys, let me give you one last final, uh, one last kind of. It's not a shout out, but it's more just a public service. Um, we had a lot of fun there at the end of the episode. The whole episode was fun as hell. But uh, two quick things, and they both regard fighting. One is we talked about it last week on the show. We already made our predictions for this week, or yeah, this upcoming week. Uh, Bisping Henderson. That's going to be UFC 204. It's going to be awesome. Um, can't wait. I'm picking Bisbing. We all know we, the predictions are there. You all listen to the show. But um, we're going to be talking. Trust me, we have plenty of time. We're going to be talking about UFC 205 and all that stuff with McGregor and the huge card that's to come in the middle of November. So that's going to be a big tease for next week. Also, I can't give full detail, but this is a very important message for all you listeners out there. Keep an eye out. If you're an avid listener of the show and you, you keep an eye on your inbox and all your, your social media, Keep an eye out because there is something coming, and I can't say what, but something is coming between two people, and I can't say who. So X versus O on certain day. Um, it's going to be coming up um, very soon in the middle of October. Watch your inboxes. It involves fighting, and it involves a big-time rivalry, and that's my big strip tease. It's going down soon. I'm not going to say it for, for legal purposes or anything like that, but it's going to be via private because RSF is public for all you guys. I mean, there's thousands, if not millions, that listen now. So um, it's going to be coming. Watch your inboxes. Watch your Twitter. Watch your Instagram. Tony's going to pay the bills and explain all that stuff. Me and Jerry. Whoa. Cr- What's that? Red Wings. Red Wings. My, my Red wings. wings. I thought we were getting to those next week, Joe. It's still oh, preseason. Man. You gave us the well, yeah, you gave us a tremendous update last week. I mean, we were kind of we kind of talked about this, but it, it's up to you guys. Yo, if you want five minutes on the wings, take it. Oh, we're gonna do Tigers in two minutes. Oh wait, no, because they completely oh. failed, and they're not even in the playoffs. So, right, so replace it. Red Wings in two minutes, Joe. Go, the, the go. Five. Two minutes. You got two minutes with the Red Wings. Go. The Wings aren't gonna take that long. I can't believe I'm hearing this from you guys. Uh, but anyways. So, hey, uh, two, two games for Mantha, two goals. Uh, he's looking pretty good. Um, How's his the, weight the, the, doing? What's that? How's his weight doing in his chin-ups in one minute? Oh, it's doing great. Okay. Uh, 
No, I mean, he looks good, though, man. I, I mean, I, I think uh, I think he's got a real shot here. Double-A looks good again. Um, both of those guys are kind of dominating right now as far as preseason. Unfortunately, right now, uh, real time, they're losing 3 nothing to Blackhawks. Uh, you know. Fortunately, the game doesn't count because it's preseason. <laughs> yeah. Joe, I mean, hey, wait, Joe, can I ask you one more question before you finish? Yeah. Does Mantha wear boxers or briefs? I have no idea. Shut okay, the fuck okay, up. Okay, keep going. Sorry. Well, you did shower with Michael Phelps, so I just didn't know that. Okay, keep going. You want to know what Michael Phelps wears? I don't know. Never mind. He wears um, nothing, apparently. Michael Phelps. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Finish it. Uh, so, I mean, honestly, man, I God, it's just one of those things where, like, it's kind of frustrating to me uh, watching the team get ready for the season. They got all these guys coming back from world championships. Uh, we're at the World Cup of Hockey, which I think is, like, the dumbest thing ever. But, uh yeah, man, I, I think I think uh, these young forwards, I think they're kind of proving themselves to the preseason. I don't know how much longer we want these guys to marinate in the AHL. Um, I, I think the time is now to bring them up. They, they, they're they ready for the season. They seriously think they can make the team. I think they look good in the preseason right now. Um, and, man, if Holland could just make a trade, that'd be awesome. Uh, give us kind of something to talk about. I mean, there's really not, nothing much else other than the season starts in 10 days. Tampa Bay – uh, in at Amelie Arena, so uh, we'll look forward to talking about that next week. A little, yeah. little season, little season preview of the Red Wings. But Joe, one thing I was gonna say is, when you're talking about Mantha, are we even gonna have room for him on the roster because of the fact that we signed a few forwards as free agents in the off season? Well, that's the thing. No, that's why I want him to trade. That's why I keep bringing up the Holland trade. I was like, dude, you gotta, you gotta make a trade to get this guy on the goddamn roster. But you know, it's just like. I don't know. To me, it's frustrating. We, we got this guy in the first round. He's been doing good. He, he came up. He did great. Then, for some reason, we sent him back down to the minors and brought up Anderson. And he was just disappeared in the first round last year. So, you know, it's like, do, do you want a guy who can make great scoring opportunities or not? You know, a, a big problem is goal scoring, but we're not going to bring up a goal scorer. So, so what are we doing here? I don't know. I think the coaching staff looks a lot better. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, so thank you all for listening to RSF. And also, you can find the show on iTunes and Stitcher to download it and subscribe there. Because when you subscribe, the <laughs> the latest episodes will be downloaded directly to your smartphone for your listening pleasure. And also, if you have a smartphone, hillbilly. Oh my God. <laughs> Go get your Obama phone. <laughs> We also have Mobile, where you at? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. We also have Facebook.com slash revolutionary sports for us. Front like us there to stay up to date with everything going on with the show. Twitter.com slash RSF podcast. We have an Instagram where you'll see some pictures of us, some behind the scenes stuff that we're working on. We have the YouTube channel, which we haven't put a video out on lately. And you can email the show directly at revolutionarysportsfront at gmail.com. So thank you for listening, and thank you for being a part of the sports revolution. Adios, amigos!